You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the seventy first. Seventy first. Seventy. All right. Hello and welcome to the seventy first episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. I am the little guy in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I am Spencer Howe in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, where we are uh, uh, excited to bring you another another team free episode. Um, you know, the last couple weeks have been a fun experiment. Uh, we've been taking some calls. Uh, it's not really gone so well, you might say. It's been a little. You might. It's been a little hairy. Um, yeah, but we we decided we're gonna we're gonna hire a new uh, third host. Um, some some on-air talent. Since we don't really we don't really roll that deep, we got a third host to hire us. Hmm. He's a rich man. He's here to host the show. Say hello, Thaddeus. Hello, I'm Thaddeus Bellwether. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. And where where are you located, Thaddeus? I am located on the side of a mountain in Spain. Beautiful. And right now, I'm in my chalet. Earlier today, I drove my car around just looking for Nibali. Mm. Vincenzo! Vincenzo! Do you think he's already back in Italy? I bet he's, I bet he's on the beach. You think he's on the beach already? Yeah, they went straight to the beach. He's either so, there or he's on the back of your car. He, <laughs> I, I built some tow ropes on the back of the car, looking mm. pretty good. Um, I actually am, am sponsoring a new team, Team uh, Team Sticky Bottle. That's pretty good. That's a good one, Thaddeus. Uh, are you doing this? Are you doing the same joke that the Sticky Bottle? Yeah. Anyway, that's a. Phil Liggett joke. Oh, yeah, that was good. All right. Good. So, Had me on the edge of my seat. Hey, since I'm the new benefactor of the show, uh, yeah. can we start talking about some real bike racing? Let's do it. Sure, whatever you All like. Right. Let's go for it. Let's go. I'd like to talk about the United Pro Cycling Challenge presented by Quiznos slash Smash Burgers. good. What's, what's that? Is it still presented by Quiznos? Uh, was it ever? I don't know. What I do know is Something that it's a big bike race in Colorado that apparently people care about. And I thought, I all, thought there was like a is, BMC training camp in Colorado. Yeah, BMC did pretty well. I think Rohan Denny won the race. But what's really important is Taylor Finney came out, and I will say this in all seriousness, got second place on the final stage, won one of the stages. That guy's on fire, and I can't... I can't hope anymore for a giant victory at the World Championships in Richmond, Virginia. How awesome would that be if Taylor Finney could pull it off? That would, that would be pretty, pretty awesome. I, I do have to agree with you Especially on that, We're American, and we, we usually suck at World Championships. That's not totally true, although I will well, say Well, in the men's race, in the men's race. So, last, uh, you know, we won, we won the month. We, we won in 93. I think that still holds true, right? Or did that one it get does. taken away? Okay. Well, and someone had pointed this out to me the other day that in the Velo News um, magazine, they didn't even mention Lance Armstrong's win at the World Championships, which, regardless if it was full gas or not, they didn't take that victory away. Like, he still has World Championship stripes. And you have Le Mans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying recently, that, that the last one you're talking about there is 93. Yeah, so, 89 and 93, yeah. Sure, I hear what you're saying, but, I mean, you know, there's only been, like, 23 championships since then. Yeah. That's, that's, that's about that's as old as Taylor point. Finney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there that's you go. true. That's true. Well, uh, did you watch this race or did you just see Quiznos the whole time? Um, I was eating Quiznos because now I own all the franchises. I was going to oh, say, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure they had Quiznos in Spain, but I guess it makes sense. It sounds kind of Spanish. So. 
regardless, <laughs> I don't understand the point of this race. <laughs> okay. I don't it's understand the, the point, point of the same point that every race. You you start somewhere and then you try to see who can get to the end the no, fastest. No, like the Tour of Utah seems to have a reason. Because now, it what says the Tour of hell Utah. is the reason? I don't understand where the United States Pro Cycling Challenge is. I guess I don't like... The, give me a name. Like The, the game doesn't up. make any sense. That's obviously That's in St. Louis. Yeah, why isn't it just called the Tour of Colorado? I don't know. Um. Okay. Anyways, let's I go to stuff that actually you. matters. Let's talk about no. stuff that actually matters. Little, the... little guy, I just want to—I want to explore something little guy just said a little bit ago, um, and it actually segues in nicely here. Um, little guy, just—if I can quote you—you you just said the point of every bike race is to is to start somewhere and see who gets to the end fastest. Is that right? Or first, or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Because Unless it's I, like one of, I, those, uh, one of those weird 21-point no, like, no, no, no. blackjack races. I tuned into the Vuelta um, earlier this, this weekend, and um, a couple of teams didn't seem like they were trying to get to the end very fast at all. What's up with that? Well, that's true. I don't know how to explain that to you. I do know. Wait, wait I want to ask. Did, did TJ complain? No, he liked it a lot because his team won. Because his team won, right? Okay. Well, TJ talked about t- TJ talked explicitly about how his team dialed in because they're defending team time trial world champions mm-hmm. and they're on a mission, and they actually came up with a plan where yeah. they had the fir- three guys that were going to get dropped pull for like eight hundred to a K, and then was, they just it was, dropped aside. It was actually it was a good smart. plan. It was a really good plan, yeah. but beside the like. The, the other thing is just that TJ's a whiner. They go for cobbles and he whines right on a beach and he doesn't care. Little guy, throwing some shade at your arm wrestling competition uh-huh. at the Richmond him. World Championships where you're going to arm wrestle TJ Van Garter. And I like how you're taking the upper hand. In wrestling, <laughs> this is what we would call giving heat. Uh-huh. What would we call it in arm wrestling? So TJ Van Garter. Yeah. TJ did not ex- TJ did not complain. I was kind of surprised he didn't complain, but like Spencer said, he won. Yeah. But this course went over. This is, we're talking about the opening prologue, basically a team time trial of seven point five k. Went over seven different types of road surfaces. Yeah. It started in the middle of the ocean, basically at the end of a breaker wall, like a, a wave break um, wall. And my favorite part is it ended on like a stage. That, yeah, like that a was carpet. thing. That was yeah. carpeted. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, I can understand why some teams just didn't care and soft pedaled it. Team Sky, obviously, just were like, screw this. Yeah, Sky, one of the highlights for me. I could tell by the by the times of the finish that Sky didn't care and Astana didn't care. But Europe car was last place, <laughs> and I can't tell if they were trying or if, if they were sandbagging it. Um, I bet they didn't care. They probably didn't even bring time trial bikes. No, I was, like, oh. I was so thinking someone asked you might do that. better someone... if you didn't have time trial bikes. Hey, don't you think Europe car would want to go all out here so they could? because as they're looking for a sponsor? And then I think it was Shane Stokes uh, on Twitter tweets right back and goes, yeah, but if they were trying really hard and still got 11th place... Then what sponsor would want to take yeah. that team? <laughs> yeah, I think maybe they're they're pretty French. They probably think the vault is stupid. Yep. Well, so they probably just were like mad. They had a croissant. So shitty croissant, a shitty Spanish croissant. Maybe they're blowing the rest of the budget. It's maybe important. they've got like fifty k left in the budget, and they're like, "This is the end of it." So they're like, "Get them flown in every day." Yeah. I tell you um, what, so man. Like I, uh, the espresso in Paris when I was there was two seventy euro, and when you cross the border into Spain, all of a sudden it's one euro, and it's kind of awesome. I gotta say, they they might they might think about changing over to be a Spanish team to just really double, almost triple the uh, espresso budget. So one thing I did take away from the team time trial was how much Team Quick Step probably hates each other. Did you guys see them yelling at each other at the finish line? I didn't see that because I... It was I, pretty awesome. I have a policy against watching time, team time trials. Okay, so then we go into stage two, and we actually saw some fireworks. Of course, uh, Esteban Chavez takes the win for Rika Greenish. He's still in the uh, yellow or red jersey. It was a golden jersey at one time. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, good things from Team Astana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it would take me more than two stages to completely implode the team. Because well, <laughs> in, the, in the... So, obviously, Nivali, he did that. He, he took the toe and he got kicked out. But did you... I mean, you read, hear the, like, the quotes from him about it? It was just that he was, like, on the ground and I was yelling a rue. I mean, you could tell he was just, like... Screw my team. Well, did you go see to hell? Crash? Did you see like he was seriously waiting there for a bike forever, and then yeah. it's the team director that brought him the bike. Yeah, like it was to the point that like no one was giving him a bike. It was like he was the black sheep, and then the team director was the one t- taking care of him. Um, it was well, a little I mean, disappointing yeah. for a I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah, but like, come on, you would think Vinokurov at least put a little bit of order. Vudakurov only sent him there as punishment. Oh yeah, I found this clause in your contract that you don't get that bonus for getting top ten at the tour unless you actually get top ten at the Volta as well. <laughs> so I was a little. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, what do you guys think on it? He's so gonna get kicked out. Yeah, he's gonna get destroyed by Aru anyway, even if he was there, because he's tired from no. the tour. No. Because no. he's tired from the tour, no. and Aru's or, fresh. He's gonna crush. So, well, what do you guys think of Nibali? So it doesn't matter. What do you guys think of Nibali getting kicked out? Spencer, do you feel that it was an apt punishment? Uh, yeah. I mean, that was egregious. It was an egregious <laughs> breaking of the rules. He may as well have got in that car. It, it do you was know what it, ridiculous. <laughs> do you know what it looked like to me? The video is amazing. Do you know what it looked like to me? It looked like, uh, remember when there was the video about Cancellara with, like, the buttons, like, the, the motor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how, like, obviously the camera was sped up. So it looks like... When he yeah. sets up next to the car, it's one of those like Nike commercials that all of a sudden just speeds up, and you're like, "Hmm, that looks a little fishy." See, I thought but, more it was like you can remember playing RC Pro Am back in the day, and you hit the little you hit the little arrows on the road, boom, and you shoot ahead about you'd go like ninety, and then you'd like shoot up to one hundred and twenty real quick. That's what it looked. It like. was a it was a little strange because I have to admit, um, when I was watching from my helicopter, that I could only see. <laughs> I couldn't see how long he took that toe, but it does look like it was for a long time. And maybe it was because the way he left the pack below, but it was obvious that they were on a climb and he just disappeared from that pack. Yeah. And can you imagine just the swearing that was going on in that pack of oh, riders? Oh, my just, God. This guy just like, nope. whoa. Here's, here's something they were I lined out and then they sort of like weren't anymore. I haven't thought of this yeah. yet, but I, it just popped into my brain right now because we were just talking about the uh, drama within Astana. Ooh, that rhymes. Um, yeah, it just sounds smooth. Well done. Uh, what are the chances that he did something ridiculous to get kicked out on purpose? Because he didn't want to be there. I did. I, I, I agree. I, the thought of it crossed my mind that he was just like, whatever, I want to go home. I promise promised my family we were gonna go to the beach <laughs> two yep. days and all i gotta do oh i fell down oh I'm taking a toe oh, yeah. i don't know i think it's like a 37 percent chance anyways okay. i was I, I i think that's a good question yeah now that is, that is you were there so, what, so was the, what was the scene on the ground the scene, scene on the ground was a lot of people were happy that uh nabali got tossed if you ask a lot of riders um when i had them in my private vip um lounge mm-hmm. they were telling me how excited they were that he was gone hmm. um because they felt it was blatant cheap cheating when i brought up the fact that these riders were the same ones that crossed the train tracks with the down arms at past paris roubaix they were a little like mm, well that's different and again, this is where my issue is. I'm happy the UCI is enforcing this rule. It's about time they do stuff like this. But if you're going to do that, then you need to go all out on these guys that are crossing down arms on a train tracks because that's much more dangerous and egregious than taking a sticky bottle across a roadway because that's not going to hurt anybody the way that someone could die crossing a train tracks. Right. So you think maybe yeah. the uh, they're very the, different things. Yeah, the punishment was light for the train crossing and the uh, Super and maybe light. heavy for Nibali. Is that that what you get? Nibali. Well, what would what would the other punishment be? Right. So well, it looks like the ASO, to swapping a wheel like Richie Port. He lost two minutes for. But it's yeah, but but isn't but it just I, in the I rule think, book? Like you I think clearly out. you're kicked out because isn't this what they did with the guy from AG2R or uh, 
who's the guy that jumped in the car for like 150 meters at the tour? Yeah, Semolveda yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and he's gone. So again, big story. I think we're all in agreement that it was an apt punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, if we go a little bit stories on the day or really going in the Vuelta is going to be um, Peter Sagan winning today. So, uh, you know, his final Grand mm-hmm. Tour victory. And then, uh, you know, his if... final Grand Tour victory? Is that no, it? He's done? He's retiring? His final one for two years. Yeah. And then uh, I think we need to talk about, uh, the, you know, the showdown. Now that Nibali's gone, we really have a Nairo versus um, Froome, Aru, oh. Landa. I think yeah. even TJ... Rodriguez Pinkard. is looking good. Mm-hmm. J-Rod, yeah. So I yeah. think... I think this is the best thing that could happen to Astana, really. Yeah, absolutely. So what about the sad day? Do you know who got it worse was I Am Cycling. They lost two guys on one stage as well. Yeah, they had a horrible day yesterday. Well, I don't know. So I just think think for Astana, it's going to streamline their whole operation. They don't have to fight. (laughs) Now everybody, now if Aru needs the salt shaker, he can ask anybody. He doesn't have to ask person near Nibali to pass it to him. Really <laughs> simplifies things. So I know we're talking about the Volta, but I do want to give a quick shout out to a uh, uh, former guest star, Adam Meyerson. Got fifth place at uh, the um, Chris Thader Memorial in Binghamton, New York. Huge race up there. Uh, pretty sweet uh, uh, result for his last ever uh, Chris Thader uh, Memorial. And then I think he's heading out to, what, Boise next? Or does he have a Gateway Cup in St. Louis? No idea. No idea. No, you guys no don't idea. care about domestic you, racing you got, like you I got do. The, uh, the inside track there with the satellite phone. Like, can't you just call up some of your rich uh, team-owning buddies? I could, huh. but I don't want to. Huh. Okay. <laughs> and then Nino Scherter won a uh, – did you guys watch the Red Bull uh, mountain bike uh, coverage? I did the, not. The final world? Uh, in Italy, it was pretty rad. Nino Scherter won again. <laughs> you sound really excited. Yeah. You a big fan? I'm a big fan. Thaddeus Bellwether is a huge fan of uh, Nino Scherter. All right, so let's go into our uh, Volta Games, um, or Velo Games, uh, Fantasy Cycling League. Uh, real quick, guys, I just want to let you know that I am going to win because I've managed to find a way to put five Movistar riders on one team, <laughs> including uh, I also added Posavivo. <laughs> I added uh, Peter. I have Peter Sagan and uh, Sammy Sanchez and Lawson Credic. You took Sanchez after all the shit you talked about Sanchez <laughs> during the tour, like and how much I had to sit here and defend Sanchez as a like a decent yeah. rider that still should belong in the okay, belt. And, yeah. and then sense. like three weeks later, three weeks later, oh Sammy Sanchez, oh yeah. yeah. I think hey, you know how this works. I just works. want to let you guys know that. Everyone, everyone on my team so far, after three stages, has already scored points for me, except three Movistar guys that I got at the bargain basement price of twelve points total. Um, so I, I, have high, I have high hopes for that team. Good, good. Uh, did we all take uh, Sagan? We did. I took Sagan. I took Sagan. Okay, so we all got Sagan points. That's yep. good. Yep. Spencer, you had Nibali? No, absolutely like me? not. Did you? No, I was the only one with Nibali. Yeah. Tim, no you're, Nibali. Your team is taking a hit for that. Yeah. I, although I, I did, think I, I did know. also I probably lose my team up because I don't really remember. I lost I, 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 I lost Consolera. Ah, that's we should talk about that. Is he not having the worst? Just like the worst luck this year? Absolutely uh, worst. Guys, he's got to be retiring soon, huh? I don't think he's going to go out like that. You don't that's think a, so? It's kind of a no, bummer think, way to go. You think out, maybe yeah. he'll do like? You think he'll yeah. do more Milan San Remo and then call it quits? No, I think he'll just do another year. Yeah. I think he's got he's got some he's got some demons to yeah. that's the word get rid of that's not the word <laughs> exercise uh, Tim do you got the uh, I, I don't do know. you have the Velo Games pulled up right now the stats the standings I, I am you just want to run down the, the top right. five so we can uh, give shout outs to five, we have deserving we have winners the, we have the speed limits okay. um, by Rosa we have Justin Schmidt's team the Mountain Goats uh, nice. we've had him on here a couple times before. Uh, in the top rankings, we have Vinic, <laughs> the aptly named Vinikorov sticky bottle glue. Nice. Um, mm. From Alex, we have Faces of Aru from nice. James, and then uh, Baboon Pants. And these are uh, Barry G. These are five teams all separated by 205 points. Nice. Spencer Howe Spencer Howe is in sixth place with the Slow Ride Podcast B team. 
Boom. Uh, Spencer has TJ Van Garderen, Alejandro Valverde. Oh. He has Landa, Aru, Sagan. He does have Consolara. Thomas DeGent, Sammy Dumoulin, the butterfly. Mm. So close. And Dom- Joe Dombrowski. Spencer, I have to admit, I actually kind of like your team here, finding a way to sneak Dombrowski in, yeah. who I can only hope has as good of a race um, as he did in Utah, but that's probably not going to happen. Never know. He was only six four points. points. He was four he points. He was a super points. bargain. It was a pretty I good took, I took him as well, because why not? Why not jump on that bank? You're gonna have to scroll down a ways to find your your fresh. little guy's team, and I'm hey. probably at the very. I can't be at the bottom. Hey, I shout out to longtime listener Brian Girding, who's only fifth from last this time around. <laughs> uh, not, not too bad. Uh, um, little guy, he's is, like always our running back in these, on these. Little guy, I like that your uh, your team. You went with the Kobo 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 name. I think it's the second year in a row for the Waldo because you're all about the uh, Kobo. I like buffalo. how you also changed the buffalo. I like how you changed your country to Portugal. Um, you have Aru, Alberto, Nabali, Posa Vivo. I, look, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I just there's no way you're gonna beat me. So, oh this come is, on, who this... else? Do I, I got Dombrowski and and I have Sio uh, Gautier, but you couldn't pronounce that, so that's why yeah. you weren't saying it. So the fun yes, thing that, that I that I like best about Velo <laughs> Games is opening up our teams totally. once. once uh, once the teams come uh, public, and opening up little guys and looking at the bottom row, like the bottom three down there are always the wingnut little guy choices. <laughs> Dude, those are some those are some solid picks. Just like number one, ours we match up because we both picked Dombrowski with our yeah. four points. Um, so you'll go see. Uh, he's he's got no contract for next year. We just discussed the fact that your car is not. They've got nothing going for him right now. They're eating yeah. the cut rate croissants. Um, <laughs> And then Chavanel also, he's got no contract. He wants to get on Europe card. That's how bad it is for <laughs> Sylvain Chavanel right now. He's trying to get on Europe car. And they're That's like, true. dude, this boat this is sinking. This boat is sinking. And hey, he's like, just let me get a little bit of it. Have you guys seen my career? So he, needs, like... <laughs> he needs to score a result. So, like, the, yeah. those are some dudes that need, they need this, you know. And then I – and all my other guys – are amazing. You do have some good picks, but I do want to point out some things that not (laughs) not have to do exactly with your picks, little guy. They have to do with the teams. First, shout out to Kate. Kate, I don't even know what to call your team because it's an Emotion Your Emotion name that you chose was a smiley face with sunglasses. Very, very nice of you, Kate. It's a good-looking team. It's pretty good. It's a good team. We also have hashtag I am not waving at anybody. From Graham Partain in Gainesville, Florida. So, Graham, hashtag, I'm not waving at you either. Boom. We have TJV's biceps presented by Little Guys Going Down from uh, Mike Morse. So, TJ's biceps have a little bit of love. Once again, the curious case of Sandy Kazar, which I think... Maybe one of my favorite team names. It's I don't consistent. Know. I mean, did you notice Eddie B in the blood bags? They could, uh, <laughs> they could, um, they could actually man, be. They, have to, they need to play. Yeah, they Dude, could be at the cycle, cycle like Right above them. Oh. The Schlexen effect. Yep, uh, Do you think Eddie B in the blood bags is kind of, I would imagine it's kind of a rockabilly thing. <laughs> For Eddie B in the blood bags? That's yeah. a little bit of guar. Like they show up in some rat rods. Spray you down. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we're going to have to – Eddie B in the blood bags is definitely going to be on the uh, Psychopalooza flyer and uh, festival T-shirt. Very nice. <laughs> uh, there's some good stuff on here, guys. I'm, I'm very excited about uh, the Vuelta um, uh, slow ride. I think that uh, it's good. You know, a funny story on my end is that I did a uh, fantasy cycling draft, much like the league that we created all those years ago. There's a league here in Orlando. And uh, I was lucky enough to be invited to uh, play, and I had the first, uh, I had the fourth pick, and so the first pick of the draft was um, uh, uh, Chris Froome. Second pick was Nairo Quintana. Third pick was Alejandro Valverde. Now, who do you guys think I t- took <laughs> with my first pick oh, for okay, a team team tainted supplement? That's my team. Did you take Buhani? I did not take Buhani. <laughs> Uh, the fourth pick. Well, the gummy bear wasn't in there. I will say this: that my pick, 
knowing what we know now, three stages in, who do you think I took with my first pick? I'm pretty sure you took Nibali. Uh, I guess you took Nibali. Yeah. I took Nibali. Yeah, so it's yeah. only natural that he's no longer in the race. Yeah. I then took John Degenkolb, which I thought was a very wise pick. I thought you guys would be proud of me for taking that. It's pretty good. Um, and then I went to Talansky. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, that's your third pick? I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of guys left in this pool. Well, I got to Well, imagine. there's seven teams, right? Uh, so Sammy, I took Sammy Sanchez. Just for you, little guy. I, I'm a real believer in Sammy Sanchez. I know. It's only well, he took his here, whole like, career. The same, same <laughs> his gospel. I took a. I took. A, yeah, in his 38th year of life, suddenly <laughs> tunes like, "Hey, I like I like the Sammy Sanchez guy. Where would he come from?" <laughs> Hi, I'm Jake Wells. Listen to Slow Ride Podcast. Hey, did you, uh, you guys, we, we got a most recent brand new review on iTunes that we'd like to thank Alan Lamb for uh, writing a review. Five stars. And it was called Review a Free Podcast. And he says, <laughs> with the big titanium contract looming, more and more fans will be revisiting the early stuff. Check out their B samples and charity competitions. It's not my job to educate you. I don't know what any of that means other than samples and uh, we're getting old so we're like we're gonna get sponsored by a titanium company yeah oh there we go maybe you know, that would be great so this dig. is a segue this is a little bit of a segue guys and that sarah as you know got a job so okay. now now i have sarah? i'm very excited uh my wife is going to be a professor which has been a lifelong goal of hers and uh so of course i'm like hey honey now that you have a job Ah, uh, you know, and then and then what? What do I say? Because what I'm trying to get across is I need a moots. I need a titanium bike because I'm very getting close to that age. I need a lifetime bike. So how do you bring this up very tactfully? Well, I think what uh, you just do is is maybe leave the link open to uh, Firefly's Flickr page because they do gorgeous photography of their bikes and just get her interested in the artistic side of it, and uh, and then just don't tell her how much the bike costs. And say, babe, I'm thinking about selling like two or three of my bikes and just getting this one. And uh, what get, about, you know, get the okay. nod of approval before she knows it's you know four thousand dollars. So do I do the nod of approval with the Firefly? See, one thing that I was thinking is that I could do like, like kind of leave out the employee purchase or like dealer purchase agreement and be like, <laughs> like, look at how much I'm saving you for a lifetime bike. Think about how many bikes I don't need to buy. If I get this bike for the rest of my life, I think that's that, genius. The word "purchase" is really going to bury you. <laughs> okay, so try I think sell those scooters that you own. Yeah, and I've then, been trying to sell then, that scooter. So, so sell the scooter, but then then you can sort of be bringing that up. You can you can so, be like, hey, I sell the scooter. I got I got seventy five bucks. So here's so the I've been thinking about buying this seven thousand dollar bike. Maybe here's, here's maybe the problem with you, selling. Go this, you go this way. Wait, you, uh, you you tell her how you keep missing out on all these uh, Strava KOMs by just a few fractions of a second, and if your bike was just maybe a little bit That's lighter and slightly more laterally, com- laterally compliant. But yet vertically <laughs> stiff, that you could take those KOMs and uh, really bring some honor to the family name. Oh, that's it. Uh, I like Spencer. That. See, you got it all wrong. Tim needs vertically compliant and laterally stiff. Oh, he need, or whatever. He needs the opposite of what you said. Is that's it because of my elbows? Yeah. I didn't, yeah. little guy. I don't. I didn't think anybody knew what either of those terms were referring to, and uh, now I'm worried. So okay, well, I will be getting a new uh, moots at some point. Uh, Wait, are you getting a road bike or cross bike or gravel bike? I, I'm going to be getting. A... <laughs> are you going to get an adventure bike? I'm going to get a an road adventure bike. bike. A gravel Can't bike. Can't have an adventure on a road Wait, bike. Wait, what's hey, the guys. difference between a gravel bike and an adventure bike? Little guy, is that the news desk guy here? No. Nope. So no, this is Morse code. Carlos Betancourt signs with Movistar. Whoop whoop. How excited are you? Wait, you know, I'm not as excited as you are. The gummy bear? The gummy bear? Carlos, guys, that was, 
So I got home from my ride, and my phone was blowing up. Is it like Christmas for you? Uh, it was pretty awesome, because now he's going to be awesome. He's going to be the Colombian <laughs> lieutenant for Nairo Quintana. This is gonna Now be- he's going to be awesome. <laughs> he was awesome at one time. Now he's going to come back. He gets off the French team, which is just full of quitters. So, Guys, this is so good. I don't I mean, even do need you... to like AG2R anymore. I'm changing all my loyalties uh... 100% to Movistar. Uh-huh. Full on. It's going to be great for them. <laughs> Do you think this will actually help him though? Because I mean, yes. Well, I, I only hope is that other other Colombians on the team can, you know, slap the can can talk to the, him and be like, "Dude, you're going out of slow." His hand. <laughs> yeah. I think and be like, "Hey, that's seven thousand calories." Maybe but he's off the plantains. <laughs> I I think Movi Star now has a, lot a, of a viable uh, Juro GC contender where they will allow Nairo and Valverde to go all out for the tour. I think this is a very good move for, for Bettencourt's career. Well, I'm sure they most... picked him up for a song. I just, I just yeah. think he's, he's like a shot in the dark. Think of how many times the Timberwolves will pick up some guy who's supposed to be, who's been good, but he's had some troubles. Maybe he's eaten too much. Mm-hmm. It never works mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Well, Timmy, the, the big question I have, I'm sorry, Thaddeus, the big question I have Thank is you. that um, I was wondering who you're talking to. I'm, I'm just used to our old host. I'm, you mean my butler? I fell back into old habits. Yeah. Um, my my main concern is is does this change the flavor of gummy bear? We've always considered uh, Carlos to be the green gummy bear. Um, does this change anything in that regard? Does no, he become? No. Is there a blue gummy bear? I think he's as green as possible. Wait, okay. did we decide that he was well, green? I, I know gummy longer because I I have never ever thought about what he's, flavor he's he has to say. The green one. He's well, our, our favorite. Our previous host, Tim, uh, definitely uh, referred to him as the green gummy bear. Um, everyone's mm. favorite flavor of gummy bear, I think, was the, the reasoning, but uh, I'm not sure if this if this changes with his new team. Is that a fact that that's the favorite flavor? What is the green flavor? Green? It's green. green. It's like watermelon, so it's healthy. Or apple, maybe. Watermelon? Have you ever eaten... <laughs> Like the outside of a watermelon is green, but the part you eat's not green. We don't know. So the idiots okay. can't be bothered. With I was that. excited about Carlos Betancourt uh, joining up. Um, I thought it was a it was a great thing for uh, cycling as a whole and for Colombian cycling. Uh, over this past week, uh, we did get a lot of tweets. Um, throughout, Colin Hurley hit us up with a tweet of a podium bike that was seen at the United States Pro Cycling Challenge presented by Quiznos, Smashburger, whatever. Um, that was a little disappointing to see podium bikes slowly, slowly working their way into the ranks. Did you guys see the the Volta prologue? Yeah, oh, I did. Oh, I did podium see bike. Podium there was bike. a podium bike there. But that podium was a team bike. time World trial. Tour podium bike. I feel like maybe that's a like the possible exception no. to the rule. Like I don't like it, no but I'll accept exception. it. No not, exception to the rule. You're not it's, in anybody else's way. You know what I mean, um, no, but it's but it's 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 part of the problem. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I agree. And it was BMC, and it feels like they're a little too American. They're trying mm-hmm. to bring their their American ways, their Eddie B. Bloodbag ways, <laughs> into the world tour. We got yeah, a nice. Uh, it's okay. We got a nice shout out from uh, Michael Toth, longtime listener, um, who said, "Hey, Hubbard Watch, best Instagram tip ever." Uh, so I'd like to thank for that. I think Hubbard Watch is some uh, great, great stuff. Yeah, we had a caller last really week uh, uh, give us a tip on that, so that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah and then uh, we have uh, Kevin Barnett, and this question is for you, little guy. He tweets the double double. Are you ordering coffee and donuts in Canada at a well-known coffee chain? Is that how you do it there? I've never been in one of those Tom Hortons or whatever they're called. It's a Clearly. Tim Hortons. <laughs> never been in a Tim Hortons. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the qualification system for the World Championship seems a little shady and weird to me. Um, it's confusing, the fact that the, for sure. The United States almost missed out on having five riders um, because... Brazil almost beat them in the UCI Continental uh, or the Americas Challenge, which yeah. America's Tour kind of messed up. Like, but Canada gets a full team because they're prioritizing these uh, Americas races. What do you guys think about that? Should well, every country have a rider in there? 
I don't mm. know if that would be possible. So maybe there should be a B World Championship with Ivan Stevic? No. Maybe. I, I, if, every, if every country got one rider, then there's no way that, you know, the top ten nations could bring nine guys or whatever the hell they're going to do. Why couldn't they? I don't, I don't know. Like they can, how many, how many, country country, has, how many nations are okay, there in the world? Let me say this. Not every country should get a rider, but Eurasia, which has an amazing cycling pedigree right now. Era, Eritrea, Is that what it is? Sorry. I think it's something. I don't know how you get Eritrea. But <laughs> well, regardless. Yes. Eritrea. I Eritrea only has one rider going to the world championships Yet they have multiple riders that are at the world tour level because yeah. they're not racing. They're no longer racing um, in the Africa Championships, the Continental yeah. Championships. That seems a little weird to me. You would think that a team like that that has that many good riders should maybe get more than just one. Yeah, I, I can see the logic in that. It, it does sort of like it, well, it hurts them for stepping up a level. Yeah, in, I don't in a see sense. why like they if, don't. Do something like take the top 150 on the UCI rankings or something. You know? Well, it's it's by it's by country, so it's by by the different different tours depending upon regions. So I mean, it makes sense by the regions, but only in that you'd imagine that like American riders are riding more in the Americas tour, and that African riders are riding more in the African tour. But like you said, when the top African riders are riding in. Europe, in Europe, yeah. it it definitely it de- definitely changes the, the yeah. Landscape. I don't know how to make it better. As it is, it's a it's a it's a very confusing system. The the inner ring fella had had a good breakdown the other day, but I still left confused. Yeah. Um, well, there's yeah. a lot of it, uh, especially the the number the numbers rankings. They're yeah. like, oh, you get five because of this, but. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the, this, the part like, that Innering left out of the article on that was um, like you should have had at least a paragraph or two dedicated to the uh, manila envelope stuffed with cash that you needed uh, to, <laughs> you know, to secure. That's a little known. It's a little known team. Um, uh, but as, a, as the team benefactor of manila envelope stuffed with cash, um, I'm very excited about uh, the riders that I'm getting to bring for my own country uh, oh, nice. that I am soon going to buy. I'm from Kazakhstan. <laughs> um, ah, interesting. I didn't know that. Hey, uh, Marilyn Rayner. See- Marilyn Rayner on Twitter says, "Hey guys, hey Slurred Pod, thanks for mentioning the ladies that shred on the podcast. And yes, everything in Columbus is on High Street. Boom, yeah. nailed it. That's what I thought. Yep. There we go. <laughs> um, this one was a little weird. Uh, Hey, how did the uh, Richmond 2015 phone party says, Hey, how did the idiots over at the Slow Ride Pod get to 70 episodes already? Their mothers must be proud. Probably. And then Clay Sum at One Pure Noise says, But more likely ashamed, particularly Tim's mom. Now, that is probably why Tim is no longer on the podcast, uh, yeah. because his mom was ashamed most as likely. he lived in the, her basement until mm-hmm. he was 31 years old. Oof. He's also wasn't he one of those kids that they had to wear like the leash? <laughs> kids on a leash. Uh, yes. Oh, hey. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen this Tim guy. Thaddeus, <laughs> it's it's getting close to Minnesota State Fair time. Have you ever been there? <laughs> um, I have been to the Minnesota State Fair. That's uh, lots of cool things. Hey, little guy. Lots of people hey. tweeting us pictures of ugly signs that are popping up around the Twin Cities that say. Hey, say on your left. Very yeah, high. right? See, I didn't make that stuff it up. It is an ugly, ugly sign. That's a pretty um, terrible it's sign. It's probably drawn by that guy that draws all the... It kind of looks like a Termin piece. Post. Yeah, It, it does like look a like a Termin piece. piece. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he half-heartedly did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do that, sure. Like, did it real quick. Yeah, no, that's that's just real. And it sounded like we were getting. To be fair, it's probably the first time Terman's drawn a dude in I'm riding a bike. <laughs> that's the one gripe I have. He with kept, he kept submitting wi- women on cruisers. Yeah, 
Here's a scantily clad hipster lady like, on a bike. They were like, no, no, we just, we want a, we want a guy. And he was like, okay, I'll try again. I just can't figure this out. Okay. So, okay. Woman on cruiser in dress wait. cleavage. Got it. Damn it. I did it again. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to change it up this time. Okay. Okay. Women on cruiser, scantily clad, green belt bridge. Whew, man, totally. Oh. Oh no, landmark! Ah, can't do it. I just. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, besides throwing under the bus the most popular cycling <laughs> artist in the Twin Cities, Whatever. I'm uh, sick of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you know, the big news uh, over the weekend, guys, is that lots of people seem to agree with us that bells are okay, but they're not. They shouldn't be expected. Um, uh, no. so did you know, this, did this you... is passing etiquette you're talking about, Tim? Yeah, so, so like, Betty? if you use a bell, that's okay. It's good if you use a bell, but, you know, if you don't use a bell, it's okay and just yell or whatever. I'm, I'm just not a fan of saying on your left because whenever I say on your left, it's like people move into the left. Whereas a yeah. bell, they're like, huh? Like, they're alert. They, like, become a dog. And they're like, oh, man, something's coming. They when you say on your left, people are like, what? I'll just, I'll look over my left, I'll look over my right shoulder, but move into the left lane. Yeah. You, do you know, I just remember this, and maybe we have one listener in Toronto who can correct me if I'm wrong. But when I was in Toronto, like, six, seven years ago or something, Caitlin got pulled over for running a stop sign. And <laughs> the cop was talking to her about it. And he's like, where's your bell? And she's like, what do you mean, where's my bell? And he's like, you have to have a bell. And we were just like, we're Americans. We have no idea what's going on. Like, we're sorry we ran the you know, stop sign. But if I'm remembering right, she almost got a ticket for not having a bell. She almost got deported, little guys. What, well, what she could have she been deported. Well, right? I know was, that Derek Lewis tweeted and said that you have to have a bell in New York City, technically. Hmm. Really? And people put it on their chain stays just to get by with it. Why would you do it? Why not put keep, it on your keep handlebars? That, keep so you those can ring clean, it? clean lines on your bars. Because, little know? guy, you can't put it on your handlebars when you have to constantly take your hands off to wave at everybody. I guess. Uh, you, got, you got like seven power meters up there, right? Yeah. Uh, got to check the watts. Why? No, really. Why would you put a bell not on your handlebars? I mean, if you have to have a bell, you might as well enjoy the benefits of a bell. Dinging. The sweet, sweet I, song of the I, bell. I, so I rode my I rode my cross bike that has a bell on it down to the river bottoms yesterday, and um, I hadn't ridden that bike off road I think since I put a bell on it, and <laughs> my bell was ringing a lot because like <laughs> the grasses and everything are really overgrown right now on the trail, and so I'd come around a corner and you like rub against a bunch of branches and stuff, and my bell would bing 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 it would go off, and then you'd like I'd like oh a log and I'd have to hop the log and my bell would go ding. <laughs> um, it made exciting. Did the exciting squirrels ride. get out of the way? Yeah, it made the squirrels get out of the way. That so that segues right into my Greenway story, oh. uh, which is kind of two parts, two parts. Uh, first part, actual Greenway story part tonight is that I rode by some birds on the side of the Greenway and they flew up, they were like grackles and they flew like across the trail and almost flew into me. And only at the last second did they like see me and, and turn and not kill me. I almost got poked in the side of the head with a grackle. <laughs> that's, that's a, the other part that is was a thrill a minute. That that's story. That was a, a roller coaster yeah. ride of emotion. I just had. No, here's this. This this is this is awesome. You guys know the little bit of trail we would always ride through Pig's Eye, on the way up oh, yeah. to Afton, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah past the little stream that, that looks the, like it's got like nuclear break. waste yeah, or something. That's in the it. annual. That was a, it was yeah. a secret yeah. climb. It was the it's, secret climb too. Yeah, up kind to Mounts Park. Yeah. No, no, not that. Little, not down there. Oh, farther down. Okay, yeah, sure. Anyway, <laughs> the I, came, I came around the corner and I dipped into the woods and a, a deer ran away from me. And so I saw it and I kind of slowed down to make sure that there weren't more deer that were going to run out and jump in front of me. And as I did, I looked to my right and on a log on like a down tree right next to the trail. Oh, I just fell owl. off my seat. Sorry. Wait, no, there was an owl like, like five feet from me and it looked at me and it stared and we made eye contact. Did it, it go? weird and cool. No, it didn't make any sound. It just stared at me with those big, scary eyes. They are scary. And then I got a little farther, and there's a turn in the road, and right in the middle of the road was a baby bird. 
and I almost hit it, and I got off, and I was trying to push it off the road, and I was trying to poke it with a stick to get it off the off the trail because I didn't want to pick it up because I was worried it would peck me to death. Okay. And uh, then this other cyclist came up, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to get this bird off the thing. She's like, just pick it up. And I was like, I don't want it to peck me. And she's like, it's not going to peck you. It's not like it's a, baby. it's a baby bird. Yeah, she's she's like, it's a baby. It's not going to hurt you. So she just went over and picked it up, moved it off the trail. And I was like, oh, thanks. You're pretty brave. And then she said, no, nah, I grew up on a farm. And then that was it. And then the owl came and grabbed the little bird and ate it. Well, I did think about that. I was like, man, there's an owl like 10 feet down the road that's going to eat this guy yeah. pretty soon. He's a eat this little guy. So yeah. that's my story. Did you interrupt like awesome. a Bambi situation where that was the owl and the deer having a, like some sort of meeting before you got there? Or what? <laughs> you know, they were, they were really close to each other. They probably were. They were like, what do you want to do about that baby bird down on the trail? And I was like, I'm going to eat the fucking thing. That's what I want to do about it. <laughs> and the deer was like, I don't know, man. I got to advocate cool. on the behalf of the birds. Uh, you know, they didn't want to come over and talk to you themselves cause they're a little nervous, but, uh, no. <laughs> I think maybe you should just let him go. He's not doing anything. So it's like, interesting. I was like, nobody ever comes to talk to me. He's like, well, everyone kind of thinks you're going to eat him. So, like, you know, it's kind of hard. You know, it's like, I'm the only one that can talk to you. So, guys, I was, uh, I, I'm not very familiar with where you ride bikes because where I ride bikes is usually the Alps. Um, up and, to your layer, other up to your castle. famous treats. Huh. Yeah. So, but I was hanging out with the other, um, or with other one percenters, really. And uh, I, I met this pretty interesting Russian fellow who owns a team, owns a cycling team. Okay. His name is Oleg Tinkoff, a uh, pretty nice guy. Uh, kind of a little aloof, kind of a little bit out there. But he was telling me all about the time that he actually owned a cycling team well before his current cycling team of Tinkoff Credit Saxo. And it was pretty amazing. Did you guys know that there was a Tinkoff credit team back in like 2008? You know, I knew that. And, you know, they had a rider that I think you're familiar with uh, signed on that team by the name of uh, – he was an American. Uh, so, you know, we're, oh. we're all very proud of him. Uh, his name was Tyler Hamilton. Oh, man, that team. I did a little bit of research into this team. Uh-huh. That is an amazing team. I don't even know if they ever even did a race, really. But man, I don't think they did. <laughs> there was one year there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they did. Wasn't that a crazy team? That reminded me a lot of what was the team that Rasmussen was on? Christa, Christina just, watches. Christina watches. Like just mm-hmm. kind of there. Like you're like, like they just put up some press releases on cycling news every now and then. And then it's like, so oh, who, who else was on Tinkoff other than Hamilton? The first Tinkoff Saxoff team. I'll have yeah. to look this up because. Because yeah. I believe, I mean, he has a lot of Dopers, full range of All Dopers, I can think yeah. of is rock racing. All I think is of rock, because rock had like Santiago Botero and Seville yeah. and uh, I don't know, other. other so they were, they were founded in 2007. They disbanded in 2008. Um, they had Vassal Kirienka. Yeah. Did pa- they? Yep, they had Pavel Brut. Okay, so they had all the East, they, they Eastern. They had Mikhail Ig- Ignishtiev. Remember him? He was like the. Wasn't he the track world cha- or the Olympic uh, points race champion? He was like the. Are you still in Astana or something? I don't know. He's still he racing. Now. Is he? Well, not anymore. Wait. And uh, that was pretty much it. They don't even have a, a full team uh, roster on uh, cycling news for him. Oh man! But it was pretty crazy. Deeper into this, okay. they did have uh, they did have Tyler Hamilton, but he never like suited up for him. Like he never raced for him. He just like showed up to training camp. Yeah, they had nice black and yellow kids. Really? Yeah, good maybe good. it was his. Yeah, they were actually. They did. Didn't they do Milan San Remo? We don't know. Wait, Wait so they actually rode the Giro. They they rode the Giro twice, and the Vuelta oh. once. Well, at least that's where they've got results. I'll have to do some more deep cut research. But yeah, what, you know what's really funny? Yeah? If you go to if you go to Pro Cycling Stats and and you search for Tinkoff and you look and you click on the whole 2008. Tinkoff team, it just brings you to the 2015 Katusha page. But they're not. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, uh, whatever. We put it in the random dirty team generator and just spits out a team. (laughs) Well, guys, I really appreciate the opportunity to be a guest host on this uh, wonderful podcast, which I found on iTunes, Stitcher, subscribe, leave us reviews. 
like to thank all of the listeners for joining in. You're what mm-hmm. makes this show great. Tweet us at the Slow Ride Pod. You can email us at the Slow Ride Podcast. We have a live show happening in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Someone should come. Someone, come. Yeah. someone had better come. I'm going to be really Bring sad your friends. Talking to this empty room. If your friends don't like our podcast, tell them you're going to do something else in the last minute. Trick them. Bring them. <laughs> Definitely. And we'd like to thank us. BK1. We'd like to thank BK1 yep. for the awesome music, Rhyme Series Entertainment. And we'd like to thank you, the listeners, for subscribing. And if you ever see a fellow spandex clown wearing nerd out on the road, make sure you wave to him, even if they're wearing the team jersey you don't like. Even if wave they're wearing a 2008 Tinkoff Credit Systems black and yellow kit that you don't know where quite they got that, you should give him a wave because, uh, yeah, we're just all... Even if it's Tom Danielson <laughs> continuing to wear his Garmin Cannondale jersey <laughs> while he's riding up Bootleg Canyon at 8.30 in the morning that we're receiving multiple reports out of Boulder, you still wave to Tom D. Is he, is he on the list Even if it's of dope like of riders that no, are actually suspended? No. It's kind of weird. You can always wave with hell? just, you know, select... Digits, if you want, that's fine. But acknowledge. Even if you have you guys seen pictures of Lance Armstrong as of late? He's gone full Amish. He's got the beard, but he doesn't have this part. And this part, because we're on radio and no one can see, it looks like he doesn't. He's not growing the part above his lip, so it looks like he's got this weird Amish thing going. Maybe there is some facial hair there, and it's just gray, and it golds it and it blends in with his pale white. Skin, I don't know. Possible. But he's got a beard. I'm going to wave to him if I see him out there riding his bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I guarantee you will. <laughs> I, I, yeah, because you'd be so confused. You'd be like, that guy looks just like Lance Armstrong. Hey, oh shit, it's Lance Armstrong. Crap, he's <laughs> got a weird And then you call everybody. So you better start waving. Everybody you know. And if you're not going to wave, you better be ringing that damn bell. Yeah. 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 And with that. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Hey, little guy. Hey. How's it going? Good. Do you, you realize we made it through the entire episode? Of which a certain rider did get fourth place in the second stage of the Giro, and we didn't have to listen to the dumbest joke ever. Oh, yeah, we made it. That We made it. We made it. <laughs> we were worried he'd win, Spencer. We wonder we were, where he went. We were like... We were like Tim called me when the when the second stage was happening. He's like, "Oh no, Dan Martin's gonna win! Oh no, Dan Martin's gonna oh, win! Yeah. Spencer's gonna totally want to talk about Dan Martin! No, no!" And then he didn't pull it out, and we we're like, "Oh fuck it! I'm fucking sick, of Dan Martin!" Oh, God, woo! We made it. What an amazing <laughs> episode!